Tomahawk. I'm Mike and I got my limeade Matt with me. And today we're going to talk about some Blackhawks camp news. Camp has begun. And we're going to talk about some uh, some NHL news. So Matt Camp has begun, man. And you know what? It seemed like the offseason was a, was, a, was a nice length this year. Last year it seemed like it was really short. This year it seemed like it was had a nice, it was nice and long. Um, the camp has begun. It's pretty awesome. I heard reports that Hall missed like the first day or something with like a lower body, like ankle injury or something. It's not good news hearing that this guy is, <laughs> is already having ailments and, you know, it hasn't really even taken any contact yet. Have you, have you heard anything about that? Yeah, I don't think it was that serious. Uh, he okay. came back the next day and he was actually playing with uh, Connor Bedard and um, Ryan Donato. Right. How is that going? Uh, they look pretty good. And like I said, if Connor Bedard fires the puck more than passing, he's going to score 40 goals, dude. Easy. The guy, yeah. the shot, the release is unbelievable. I think uh, the guys from Spit and Chicklets actually think that he's going to get over 45. I think it'll be close to 35, 40 goals for me if he's a shoot first mentality player because, man, I'm telling you, like, I don't, it's crazy because he's not a big kid, not right. yet at least. He's kind of smaller, but his release, dude, it's it's just like, it. he looks like he is just absolutely like a force out there with that shot. And if you get Taylor Hall playing, you know, not, he, you're not going to get Taylor Hall heart trophy from New Jersey days, but if he could play and stay healthy, I think he's going to get a, a lot of assists with this kid. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love his release, man. And I was watching some clips from the from the Blackhawks Twitter page, and uh, you know they were showing um, him them doing some you know some drills together. And you know, man, somebody who's been standing out to me that a lot of people haven't talked about, but he's he's starting to be brought up more is Wyatt Kaiser. He wore the C for the Blackhawks in the in the prospect showcase. I think that was last weekend or two weeks two weekends ago. Yeah, and he's he's really flying under the radar, but a lot of people are high on him. Have you have you been all watching any clips of him? I've seen him look pretty solid out there. And another guy would be uh, Nolan Allen, who Luke Richardson yeah. said that him and Wyatt Kaiser are both very solid defensemen. They're he didn't say if they're like gonna make the team, but they're definitely gonna be competing for spots. Yeah, it, it kind of comes to a point where if like if these kids are th- ready to play in the NHL and you know going back down is more of a hindrance to them, why don't we have a roster spot for them? Especially if if these kids are going to be the future. Yeah, I would definitely make room for these guys because there's no expectations this year. There's probably none for next year either, except just develop. You know, get better and better. And then, you know, obviously you go for it, say, this is it, we're going for it, we got a playoff expectation, but it's going to be some, it's going to be tough because you do, you got to figure Seth Jones automatically will have a spot. Um, Connor Murphy, unfortunately, has a spot. I think they should move (laughs) from him. Nothing against the kid. I just... I was going to bring him up. I just don't think, uh, I I don't know what he does, what his role is, and I don't think he's really (laughs) ever gotten that role here. Because he's been on bad teams and stuff, but yeah, uh, yeah, he he's not a puck mover. He's not a, a scoring defenseman. He's I, I see him get beat a lot in his own end. He kind of gets lost a little bit. He does play physical. 
I I hear he's a really good leader in the locker room, but <laughs> it's one guy. thing being a good leader in the locker room and showing it on the ice. I don't really think that he shows it on the ice. I know he seems like a good teammate and everything, but I, I don't know if there really is a future for him. And if you can move him, I absolutely would try to move him if I'm Davidson. Would you say that there are maybe four spots up for grabs for the Blackhawks on the, yeah, on the defensive end? Yeah, I think end? so. Yeah, I think so. I, I think they made the right decision getting rid of uh, Jake McCabe last year and getting assets for him. I like Jake McCabe. I like his feistiness. He was tough. And uh, I think the Maple Leafs, honestly, they need a, they need more players like that. And, you know, clearly they they addressed that need with the, the new GM bringing in Ryan Reeves, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, Max Domi, and now he's got a feisty Jake McCabe that he got from the last GM. So they're going to be different, a different playoff team this year. But back to the Hawks, I think uh, there really is, I just don't think there's a spot for a lot of these guys. And I would leave everything open. And if these, you don't have, a, I mean, if you they're not in the future plans, now is the time to move them. Like even a Tyler Johnson. You know, he's not going to be here when the Hawks are going to be competing again. And you know what? He's on his last year of his contract, $6 million I think he's making. He's a good player still. You put him on a, put him on a good team, good line, he's going to put up some good numbers and stuff. He's got some bite, too. Yeah, I, I like Tyler Johnson. I, I thought he, you know, I, I, there was a lot of hype with him coming in. I was excited, but, you know, he got hurt. He had that, I, I believe it was that same neck injury as Jack Eichel. Yeah. And he got that fusion work done and he came back sooner than expected. So yeah. it was it was good to see. But there there's a lot of guys that I'm really not sure like why we're holding on to so long. But I, I understand you need the veteran presence and stuff like that and especially when you're you're bringing in a lot of kids. But I'm the mo- the player I'm most excited about, obviously counter Bedard, but the, I, I'm still excited for Reichel. A full year of Reichel, which is yeah, I which am too. could be very good. I, I am too, and to be honest with you, I think that he, you know, with Bedard coming in, I think that he takes a little bit of the, you know, uh, spotlight off of Reichel a little bit, but most notably, I think that he takes some of the spotlight off of um, other players as well. You know, if it was just Kevin Korchinski coming up, everything would be like, let's see how ready he is. Yep. Is he ready? You know, Nolan Allen, you know, is he Brent Seabrook, you know, t- type type of a thing. And people are excited for them, but everything is like, what is Connor Bedard doing? Oh, he's going to go get his lunch. Oh, he's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. You know, he's he's doing this, he's doing that. You know, it's it's more about that than more about, you know, oh, has anybody heard about Wyatt Kaiser? You know, and yeah. it's allowing some of these other players to f- fly under the radar, which is good so they can concentrate on hockey and not on some of these uh, some of these other things, you know, especially with these interviews, man. It just seems it's like... It's all Connor. Even it when seems he's like not, these yeah. guys, he's constantly doing interviews, dude. And and, and it's, it's kind of getting to a point where yeah, if I funny. was Davidson, I would say, hey, hey, you know, we need to we need to we need to cut his his interview availability by fifty percent because <laughs> well, that too. all I see all I see are, are new videos of this kid. Let's let this kid uh, get adjusted. You know, it's been you know two days of camp so far. Well, even the other players, the questions are about Bedard. <laughs> like right. poor Nick Foligno. You know, he's been a veteran for a very long time, and I feel like his whole interview was Bedard. It's like, hey, how are you feeling? Like, how do you like the city? Stuff like that. Not, not. Yeah. Say, I heard you invited Connor Bedard over, and your kids wanted to play shinny with him. 
Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I warned my kids, but you know, the poor kid walks through the door and he's already he's playing shinny hockey with my kids, which is yeah, cool. I mean, he, it is. He, he, kid is a good kid, you know. And he, he's like, he, he I, I think yeah. he goes. I think Connor wanted to play more than they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His release is so amazing. He was putting them far down under his kids' shoulders. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you know, I, I like. Just listening to some of it, uh, Nick Felino, he's been around, man. He's 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 a good player. He's a good captain for many years in Columbus, and I think he brings a lot to this team. He's gonna be, he you know, he's gonna be a leader in the locker room. He's gonna be probably a might be a penalty kill guy, maybe some power play time, but uh, definitely a guy you need when you, you know you're you're bringing up a lot of kids and you want guys. Uh, me personally, I. I honestly thought Jonathan Taves would be the best guy to have in that locker room. I'm not sure, you know, why they're they're moving on from him, but I get it. They want to start fresh, a new clean slate here and everything. But that's a guy that, you know, three Stanley Cups, gold medals, Selkie trophies, that's a guy I'd want to learn from every day. And I know he's not the same and stuff like that. But Nick Foligno is a, a guy who, you know, he's, not as good as Taser, obviously, but you know you got Corey Perry. He's won a Stanley Cup, and Taylor Hall's a veteran too. He's been around a lot, though. You know he's been traded, bouncing back and from other teams and stuff. So you got it's got to make you think, like, hey, why isn't it working out with this guy? He was a first round draft pick, you know. Right. So, you know, it's kind of something I wanted to bring up to you is that, um, you know, Taves. I I think that I understand that they want to move on from, you know, the the cup teams because those teams you know those guys man you know Kaner and Taves dude they're walking legends there you know they're in in all honesty dude they're I think the two biggest stars um of of the Chicago Blackhawks in their history they played during the best Blackhawks era in history and you anybody who's like oh yeah you know we got Bobby Hall and you know Stan Mikita, you know they were good too. It's like yeah, they put up a bunch of points, but they didn't win three Stanley Cups. Nope. You know when you look up into the rafters and you start counting Stanley Cups, you don't see Bobby Hall had uh, sixty goals this season. It doesn't have that. It has a Stanley Cup on there, and Taves and Kane each have three. Yep. And yeah, I get it that that they have you know that and I it apparently in a bad way kind of hanging over them and that Davidson is looking for this young team to kind of build their own leaders, which is kind of what Taves and Kane had. You know, they came into a team that w- was not very good. Um, the Blackhawks were, were were a bad team and they were looking to change things. And I think that Davidson is looking to repeat that. I get it. But Taves was a guy, man, that even when they were awful, he was pissed when guys were being traded because he just bought in to the team. And uh, you you can't ask, because I would would ask myself, like, dude, how is this guy so upset that these dudes are being moved on from, you know? And you got to think about the maybe the non-hockey side of thing that he's taking the time to get to know guys and, yeah, and, and, and be a leader to them, you know, and, and it's tough. It was tough on him. But he, but, but he um, has to see he was part of the problem when they, yeah. when Kane and Taves were both making 10.5 a year, that was part of the reason why a lot of guys came and gone, you know I mean? Sure. If you think about it, Taves never really had a solid line mate ever. Same Other with Kane. than Hosa. Hosa probably was his best line mate, maybe Saad. 
a lot of played a lot with Taves. Those are those were his two best line mates, and I think that um, you know a lot of people will say the Breadman, um, and, and then Kaner. you know we can we can we can talk about Debrinket, you know, with Kaner. But to be honest with you, man, I think that Sharp was one of Kane's best line mates because Sharpie and uh, Kane, yeah, because he turned Sharpie into a thirty-five goal scorer, and um, and and Sh- and Sharpie started out at center, centering Kane's line, but then ended up going to wing. Yeah. I mean, you could, yeah, it's debatable. You got Sharpie, Cat, you know, Debrink, or um, Panarin only played with Kane for two years. And I mean, can you, I mean, can you imagine if they played longer? It probably would, he would probably be his greatest line mate ever the way that they were going. But maybe Panarin, uh, Panarin yeah. would, would, would score in, in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, I could take that back because they were in the playoffs one year and, and he didn't score at all. Yeah, he has trouble. He's got to get it going this year for sure. I mean, maybe shaving his head will help. Eh. <laughs> Or leaving the KGB, maybe. But who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're just... Uh, I, I don't get that team. You know, I know we're getting off subject here, but yeah. that Rangers team, I just don't get. And, you know, that they, they're they going to overwork Shesterkin. Very good Again. goalie. And they did bring in Jonathan Quick, but he's not LA Kings 2012 Jonathan Quick anymore. Not even close, but... I, I just don't I don't get it. I think that window is might have closed with that with the Rangers. I I like what they did last year in bringing in Kaner, but man, they lost to a hungry New Jersey team and they're very young and I think the Hawks are going to be that team maybe 2-3 years. Kind yeah. of with Bedard as the star and you know like Jack Hughes over there kind of getting a good supporting cast now and I I just think the the Rangers uh that window is closed and I I just don't get it. And I poor Panarin because uh he wanted the spotlight, you know. He wanted he to be the the big cheese and just uh, and he can't handle it. Yeah, I don't, yeah, dude, it's tough there, man. It, when you're playing in Columbus, you know you got maybe you know half a building full. Maybe it's the pressure's not there. There's really no expectations, and <laughs> you go to New York, it's like, geez, dude, everybody knows what kind of laces I'm wearing. You know, they talk about like just little things yeah. and stuff. It's it's, it's got it's paying a toll on them, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I think, you know, we were talking about, you know, Taves and leadership in the Blackhawks this year. They're not going to be there they're not there isn't going to be a captain. Um, you know, it's kind of up in the air. Some people want, you know, someone to be named and other people like, you know, what does it matter? You know, who really yeah. cares? But uh, in a way, it does really matter because usually the captain is kind of the heartbeat of the team. He's kind of the guy that kind of sets the tone. And no, you don't have to have a letter to do that. But at the same time, it you know every team usually names one. They want to give it to Bedard, but who knows, man? Maybe there could be somebody else that pops up on that on that roster that takes that C. Yeah. Um, you know, you would think that you know Kane was a big star for the Blackhawks, and he didn't get a letter for a long time. Uh, well, that was because our, our obviously our, our leadership group was well established. Well, you know? yeah, you, you know, before Taves, Siebes was that guy, right? Like he, the plan was this is our next captain, Seabrook. right? And um, obviously, Taves came in and they're like, "Wow, this guy makes Seabrook look like you know a quiet kid. You know, this kid can lead in the locker room vocally. You know, they follow his lead on the ice and." I mean, he's captain serious, you know? So yeah. I think we got to give it to this kid. And they they made the right decision. I think Siebes was a good leader. You know, when he Taves, was. you know, lost it, Siebes was there to kind of 
calm them down and just you know, be a voice. Know, like, hey, dude, we're in this. Yeah. You know, we, we need you. We don't need you in the box. We need you out of here. One of the know? best leadership moments in Hawks history was it when, was when Siebes went over to tell Taves, settled, frick down. We're good. <laughs> we're yeah. good. And he didn't have a letter either. I think he had an A, no? No, he didn't at the time. It was, oh, uh, it was Sharpie it was, and Keith. Yeah, right? Sharpie and Keith, yeah. Wow, and right. I, I, Seabrook is, is the epitome of you don't need to have a letter on your jersey to be a leader on the team. Yeah. And he was definitely regarded as one of the one of the leaders on the team. Oh, for sure. The, those bad years before the Kane and Taves era. Oh yeah, he. I think he had an A. Or a even just times. during d- during yeah. that during that era, those that Stanley Cup era. It was you know, dude, I'll be honest with yeah. you. They should have just given him a. They should have just given him a letter, man. Yeah, if you, you look really bad, think about it. You know, thinking about it's it. It's not like, that he needed one. Not that he needed one, but more of like like a sign from the organization saying, "Hey, look, man, uh, Sharpie and and Keith aren't going anywhere, man. But yeah. neither are you. But just yeah. as a sign of appreciation, you you deserve one of these. Well, like you know." They could have said, "Hey, you know what? On the road, you get an A, no matter what. Sure. You know, and at home, Keith, you're getting the other A, no matter what. And you, you, and I believe it's going to be like that this year. There's going to be, you might see seven different people wearing A's this year. And I think at some point at the end of the year, Connor's going to get an A. And yeah. um, you know, I Seth Jones will have an A. Uh." Probably Connor Murphy because they freaking rave about his leadership, and I, I, yeah. I can't really say because I'm not in that locker room. A lot of the guys who come in, a lot of them yeah. say the first thing that they say is like, "Yeah, Connor Murphy's been great, you know, and, yeah. and he's been a welcoming type of guy." Sure, you know, he's not a Blake Wheeler or. A <laughs> well, you you just don't <laughs> want to give a guy an A. You don't know what you're going to do with him in the future. It's kind sure. of a long term commitment for me. I'd like to see, you know, what say. Kevin Korczynski is just a stud, and the Luke Richards is like, wow, this kid's leadership's unbelievable. And he's like, you know what, Korch, you're getting you're getting an A all year. We got a we got big plans for you, and you're wearing an A no matter what type of thing. Let's hypothetically, you get the or A. what? What about Wyatt Kaiser? Even Wyatt Kaiser if, wore the C with the prospects. Sure. What if this kid? They're like, you know what, man, um, this kid is is the captain. You know, yeah. Connor's great. And yeah, he'll get an A, but you know what? And he's he's our organization, but this kid right here, he's the guy. He's the captain, you know? It could, and those guys, it could happen. Nolan Allen, those guys, it could happen. Those guys usually stand out, you know? Yeah. Well, there's a reason why he got it. The The organization knows, like, this kid is a real deal, real deal leader. So, and, and you, you, I think Seth is going to have an A. Connor Murphy, obviously Felino, Corey Perry might have it a couple times. Yeah. Guys like that, you know, and it, it's cool. I would definitely keep a like a revolving door type of thing. Like you know, let's let's bring in some more. Let's see what these guys got. Let's let's have away leaders, and we're gonna have home leaders. Sure. And it's kind of gonna be like a competition type of thing. Like who's gonna want it? Who's putting in the work? Who's being vocal? Who's showing it on the ice type of thing? I mean, I think in the end, Connor's gonna get it because it's his team. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah. building we're building the franchise. Clearly around this kid now, right. and I, you know, he might not want it. So yeah, it, you know, you never know. He, he, I'm sure if he gets it, he's gonna absolutely, he's gonna take the honor of it and the responsibility, no problem. But he, he could easily say, you know what, I, I don't think I'm ready yet. You know, and they're gonna give it to like, say, like you said, Wyatt Kaiser, or 
You know, Nolan Allen, somebody like Lucas Reichel, he's pretty outspoken in the locker room, I've heard. And oh, really? He sounds like a vampire, but <laughs> I, you know what? He could be a good leader on this team. I love the way that kid plays. Yeah, I do too. And he, they're moving him to center now. I'm, I was reading. Well, I mean, that's his natural position. Yeah, I like it. I like that one-two punch of uh, Connor. And is Connor on the wing or is Taylor Hall playing center? Um, I, from what I've seen is Connor at center. Okay, so you got Connor Bedard, number one line center. Lucas Reichel, number two. Dude, that's got two start. damn good prospects, one but and two. How, I mean, I want to see what these guys are like at the dot, though. Well, I, 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 if all the reports say Connor is like almost a carbon copy of Sid with everything. Really? Except yeah. he's got a better shot. And, and that's- this kid is just a competitor, dude. He's going to... He's gonna his face offs are gonna get down. He's gonna work on it. I the kid's a freaking workhorse. So Yeah, he is. If if anything, if this kid's gonna be the next Crosby, dude, we are so lucky. I mean, yeah, on and are. off the ice, the, that Crosby's a freaking beauty, dude. I know I know early in his career he was the kind of like the crybaby, but if you look at a lot of the hits he's taken, like during Hatcher, he used to abuse him. Like yeah. you like how the hell did that guy get away with that? You know, yeah. Sid was just protecting himself, and yes, he came across as a whiner, but I think he matured. Obviously, three Stanley Cups, uh, every other award you can imagine of, he he's gotten it. So he was a great player, and he's still a great player. I love watching Sid. That backhand is absolutely lethal. It's he's still the only lethal. one I'll probably admit is better than than Caner's man. Oh, there's it is actually a, but he can fire it from a, um, anywhere, dude. Yeah, Anywhere, top of the circle backhand, and he'll bar down it. You know, usually yeah, you see Kaner get close, and he's like a surgeon with that thing. But Sid, man, he, I, I watched a clip of him yesterday. It was from 2015, a one on one game versus Bedard. Or I'm sorry, not Bedard. He'd be like a little kid. Uh, Brad Marchant. Like <laughs> Brad Marchant. He absolutely made Brad Marchant look like a fourth liner. He was using his wow. body to protect the puck. He was doing spins on him. It was insane. And he, yeah, could, still, he could still do that. He's still, um, I think that his, his possession game is, is underrated. Well, just like kids can learn a lot by that. I mean, he turns his whole body. He's got the, st- he's got the puck with one hand. He's protecting. He's thinking of the next outlet where he can go. I see a lot of Connor, that prospect game. Connor Bedard was doing those cuts too to protect the puck using his body. So right. that dude, it's crazy how much these these skaters have just evolved because a lot of these guys now can't do that. And so Connor's eighteen doing that. It's crazy. So listen to this: since two thousand the since two thousand nine two thousand ten season, these are the top goals by type. Okay, backhand. You're not going to believe this. Number one, Brad Marchand. Wow. Sixty eight. 68 number, back angles. Yeah. Sidney Crosby, number two with 62. Jordan Eberle, number three with 56. Wow. Kaner, number four with 52. Wow. And I, I did not see this coming. Jeff Skinner at number five with 49. You know what? He was a stud with the Hurricanes, man. And then he had a he good was bounce the back beginning. here with the uh, Sabres that one when he... He had a really rough year, I think, his first year there, and then he had a good year. Yeah, his back end is pretty good, thinking about it now. Jeff Skinner. I'm, I'm surprised with Jordan Eberle. That's, that's another, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's another uh, Edmonton Oilers reject. Top wrist shot goals. Patrick Kane, 252. Alex Ovechkin, 247. 
John Tavares, 232. Phil Kessel, 213. Jamie Ben, 208. Wow. Kaner has, well, Ovi likes to tee him up, so. He does. He's going to pass him up this year, though. Yeah. And here is, uh, oh, he's got by slap shot, though. So by slap shot, it's Ovi with 168. Stamkos with 133, Ooh. Shea Weber with 118, P.K. Subban at 79, and Drew Doughty at 72. Drew Doughty, look at that. Defense yeah. on the board, all right. And might as well get the tip in here since 2009, 2010. One of your favorite players, Chris Kreider with 75. <laughs> number two, Joe Pavelski at 67. Uh, tied at number three is James Van Riemsdyk and Patrick Hornquist with 56. Huh. And Anders Lee with 54. Chris Kreider, t- the garbage tippin'. man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I wanted to. I wanted to bring that up. But Matt, I want to talk about, you know, I just mentioned Steven Stamkos. My boy. Um, what is going on with him and the him and the lightning management? Well, he is he's been very disappointed in the lack of talking with his contract extension. And he said this at camp, you know, at the beginning of camp and uh a lot of people in the media took it as like a shot you know to the gm and here we go you know a type of words (laughs) of war going on here and um so right now he's got a full no movement clause he's got on the last year of his contract i think it's only 6.5 mil dude for some reason i thought he was making eight so i I was wrong that that. he was too so it was (laughs) a it was an eight-year deal he just signed this this was this, his previous contract. It was a $68 million contract, but his cap hit is 6.5. So he technically is making eight, but his hit's lower. Right. Um, yeah, the problem with that, man, they got so much money invested in, like, these... They, remember when they were going through that extension, like, obsession? <laughs> they had Vasilevsky sign a deal, Cooch sign a deal, Braden Point, Brandon yeah. Hagel just... Braden Point had to get paid. Oh, heck yeah. He's super underrated goal scorer. Absolutely. They, they need to do that. But, you know, I'm a big Steven Stamkos fan. He He's 33. Uh, you know, lately the injuries, he only played one, one game that first cup run they had, and he ended up scoring in it, but he couldn't play the rest of the, se- or the, rest of the series. Right. Uh, yeah, man. I, I sent just, you that. Uh, I sent you that that link on Twitter. Where it had like the picture of the guy. He was like the biggest champion, spraying the champagne, giving the middle finger to everybody, and yeah. it had Stamkos on there. That was so funny. Well, he, you know what? The game he played, he probably paid played through so much pain, and he yeah. still ended up getting a goal. He's like, I got to get one game in there so my name gets on that cup, and yeah. just to do it and score—that's ballsy, dude. But yeah. you know. I've been a I've been a Lightning fan. I will say since like the '90s, I got family connections out there, and I used to go when they used to play at the Sun Dome or whatever it was called, where the Devil Rays actually play now, or the Rays. Sorry, but oh, okay, they played there. Uh, I think it was called the Tropicana Dome, and you know it was really cool back in the day. It would be a lot of the like if I went to see the Hawks play there, it would be like fifty percent Hawks fans, maybe more. You know, travel guys traveling to see the team and stuff, or, or Chicago snowbirds out there. But sure. you know, I, I I started liking them. I'm like, I like this team. You know, they're going to be good in a couple of years. And you know, 2004, their first cup, Vinny Lecavalier, Marty St. Louis, 
young Brad Richards, who got the consmite that year, you know, he ended up coming with us and winning another cup in 2015. That was his second year, right? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, he was young. He got paid, too. They paid him well. Yeah, they did. And Nikolai Hobby Bullen was awesome in the playoffs. And, you know, he went to free agency. actually signed with the Blackhawks the next year. Dale Talon got him. Didn't work out, obviously. <laughs> you know, he didn't really do much. He was hurt a lot. And he, he was good, though. He made some big saves and had some good games. But, I you know, I really like that team. And, and then I remember they, they got lucky. They drafted Stamkos. And I was like, man, this, this kid's got a lot of hype to him, you know? And, yeah. uh I think the coach was Barry Melrose, actually. His first coach. He's like, this guy shouldn't have made the team. He's too young. Blah, blah, blah. Steven Stamkos puts up unbelievable numbers. And I think the game he played, the Blackhawks, I think it might have been 2010, dude. He he scored like, I think he got a hat trick in five points. And I'm like, why the hell would Barry Melrose, Mr. ESPN Hockey, say this kid's not ready? It's unbelievable, you know? Yeah. And uh ever you know, he he's like I'm just my point, I'm he's like been the heart and soul of this team. So it you know, kinda like a Kane and Taves. This is a guy you gotta I think they gotta take care of him, but you look at his injuries and then you look at the problem with the cap. They like I said, they got too many guys making big coin. It's gonna be really hard to keep this guy. He he could he could test free agency next year or or maybe they're gonna move him, but I think it would be a shame. Just because yeah, all the would. blood and guts, man. He he was the first. He was uh, not the first captain, but he was the captain for both of these last two cups, and huge part of it, dude. Very underrated goal scorer, five hundred goals. So that was a pretty cool. Well, at the beginning, he was. I mean, he had a few two years in a row. I think he hit sixty. Yeah, he had sixty one year, and uh, I think thirty. He might have got his first year. He's just a natural okay. shooter. He's got that. Right. Like you said, he was top five in slap shot goals. He's got a cannon. He does, and uh, I, I think quietly last year he put in forty. I think it was a forty goal season for him. Let and, me double check. I, I think he hit a hundred or eighty five points. Yeah, and he had he's got five hundred fifteen goals. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Once you get over that five hundred goal mark, you're in. So, and he's got two cups. Yeah. He's been a great leader. I just, I just can't see a GM saying, "Hey, uh, yeah, we don't have a contract for you." It's kind of. Just, it's Especially tough. since you've been their captain it's, for like it's 10 tough, years. man. Yeah. And that's, he's a legend in that city, you know? He is. He can walk around. That's Steven Stamkos, captain of the Lightning, you know? And I, I mean, Ooh, well, look at this. So 21 22, Lightning. He had 42 goals, 64 assists, 106 points. He was a plus 24. Last year, 22 23, he was, I should say, this past season, uh, 22 23 season, he had 34 goals. 50 assists for 84, 84 points. Very impressive. And a minus five. Ooh. Hmm. So, so here's the thing, Matt. He's going to be, let's see here. He is 33, okay? So how many years does he legitimately have left at his, at his position producing the way that he is? 34 goals and 50 assists is like Jack Hughes numbers. Yeah. And he got an $8 million a year deal. And I think that Stammer is worth that eight million. Problem is, is that they've paid him a lot of money, and you know he's been hurt sometimes too. I'd say um, mainly three years, between dude. 2019 and 2020 and Three year, I, I three year max, max. Okay. If you don't want to do one years, you know, to make yeah. it work, and you know that's his home. 
Tampa's yeah. his home. I mean, if, I wonder if he's asking term. He probably is. I mean, I think he's more upset they just haven't even spoke yet. You know, he out of the respect. Right. I understand that. Yeah, you're the captain. You're the face of that team. You know, so I think two years or just do one year every year. Let's let's make let's work it out. Let's make sure we can do it because they're over the cap right now. That's the problem. Right. And they let some good players go. I mean, they had to let uh, Kilhorn go. I think uh, he went to the Ducks. He was a huge part of that team, a top six guy. They let Patrick Maroon go, who's a very important role player. Corey Perry obviously came here. And those those are important guys. So, I mean, they're kind of running into the problem the Hawks had when they were very good, winning all those cups and these guys getting paid. Right. Now you got these guys that are just taking up more than you know sixty percent of the the salary cap, and then you're filling same them thing, in with low tiered guys, and you're not going to be as good. Same thing happened with Boston. That's why Milan Lucic went to Edmonton for what six million a six million dollar contract. Yeah, and that ended remember up that Edmonton too. <laughs> it did. Yeah. It did. So, um, yeah, really. Really crazy, man. You know, when I think of the Lightning, I think of Steven Stamkos. I'm wearing a shirt right now that says Stamkos 91. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Stamkos. And, you know, I, I would welcome him with open arms to the Blackhawks because that is a guy who could just, I love the old school tee up shooter, sniper, top of the circle, rip it right by a goalie type guy. But, and, sure. you know, he's got bringing cup experience. He's a center. It's just uh, he's probably going to want to go chase another cup because that's what winners like to do. The injury and, bug, though, man. Somebody will pay. Somebody's going to pay him, dude. Maybe Ottawa. <laughs> I, I'm thinking Jersey, even. Oh, you want? might as like, well throw. You might as well throw Toronto in there. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, because he's from uh, Toronto. Toronto yeah. and the Rangers. You know, since the Rangers for some reason are are mixed up in every single deal that's made in the NHL for some reason. <laughs> well, they, they got the history of uh, trading with Tampa too. Obviously, you yeah, know, they trade yeah, big they trades. But yeah, I, I, I get to see Stamkos. Uh, can you imagine him and Jack Hughes playing together? Could you imagine him going to Toronto and they win a cup? Oh, that would suck. But I don't I don't think they're going to win the <laughs> cup either. I think they're a lot better with the roster that they have. They're more like gritty. Gritty and they could play any way they want, I think. I think if they want to skill it up, they can. If they want to play tough, gritty hockey, they can. Like I said before, I don't like the goaltending. The goaltending is the weakest link of that team, and if they are going to get a goalie, now is the time. You got Nylander, who's a good player, you can get a really good goalie in return named Connor Hellebuck, but I just don't I don't know what they're waiting for with that. I heard they're looking to move Nylander to center, and they've got him listed as the third-line center right now. I just Did read a report. That? They're trying to trade him. They're trying to trade him? Yep. They're trying to move him for assets and stuff, and the asset I, and I'm looking at is goaltending. It is the weakest link of the team. I think they had it a is. really good goalie in Jack Campbell. And I, I think Campbell wanted to get paid. He ended up going to Edmonton, and you know it was his first year. He's not bad, but that Skinner kid outplayed him for the net. Yeah. But uh, I mean, they were really good with Freddie Anderson too, man. Freddie Anderson's right. a good goalie, but it, it's you can't rely on just the goalie. You need your goal scorers to score goals and play big in big moments and stuff like that. And I think if they got a guy like Connor Hellebuck. That's a guy who can steal you games. Obviously, he, the Jets don't score a lot of goals. They're a very boring team, and somehow they make the playoffs a lot, and it's because of that kid. 
You know, Nylander is so porous defensively, but he he puts up similar numbers to Marner in in the offseason. Yeah. You know, like how do you how do you weigh that? He shows up, yeah. I I don't know, man. I I, I get a weird feeling that what's his name, Kyle Dubas, who's now with Pittsburgh, is gonna be like, hey, you know what? I'll take Nylander. He's one of my guys. You know, I'll take him yeah. over. We'll give you a goalie, but he ain't gonna be good. You know, <laughs> right? Oh man, really interesting. Some and uh, Matt. You know, I mentioned Brad Marchand earlier. The Bruins named him captain. I think that it's kind of cool, you know, considering yeah. how much time that he's spent in the organization and and kind of uh, giving him the ultimate honor in a way. You know, yeah. all of the blood, sweat, and tears that he's literally given for the for the squad to name him captain for his remainder time with the with with the team, which could be, you know, coming up. <laughs> yeah, the Bruins have been his, uh, doing that lately. You know, the Chara they gave it to Bergeron. Bergeron was kind of you know still good, but on the that's on the old back school, thing. man. Yeah, you know, and you know who's going to get it next is Pasternak. So Pasta is going to get it yeah. pretty soon. And I personally probably would have gave it to Pasta just because he's the you know he's obviously the future. But it's cool yeah, that they're is. doing that. I, I respect that the old way and stuff. And he put his time in with the Bruins, and you know they want to they want to pay him back. Say hey lead this team it's a you're the you're the captain now bud yeah he's 35 so he's got you about can five imagine years maybe. i think he's small good shape I yeah think he'll, i think you he think that he could play five more years i think so i think marchant's a player you know he doesn't really get hammered like a lot of the the old school like if it was the olden days i don't think he'd i don't even think he'd be playing long in the league these little guys just uh they weren't you know like we, we talked about i think last podcast actually like Denny Savard, it's a. I think it's a miracle that that guy played that long and he wasn't yeah. destroyed. But it's kind of a smaller man's game now that dominate. And I think I think Brad Marchand still got it. He's fast skater, good shape, and I think I think I can see him playing another four or five years for sure. I think he's gonna want to try to chase one more cup for sure. Do you think the Bruins are in a position where he can do that? I don't think they're gonna be as good as last year. They lost a lot. You know, Taylor Hall wasn't, like, that great for them. But, you know, it's a top-six guy of Nick Foligno. They lost. They lost. Man, they lost Bergeron, their freaking captain. The, the guy still can play at a selkie level till the day he retired. Yeah. And that's 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 big. You know, the goaltending is very good. But we'll see how it is this year. It's going to be really hard to repeat that Swayman and um, what's his name? Allmark, I think. And you're right. There's there, Why, there's another Linus trade. Allmark? Like why won't why wouldn't if you're the Leafs call on one of those guys? Like hey, you got two good goalies and one's on the bench all the time. Like let's 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 make a splash, you know? Right. Marshawn, listen to this man. He's got 862 points in his career. 9 and he's a plus 290. Wow. That's pretty impressive. He's played with some really good guys, man. Really good. He's guys. only been a minus w- once, and that was when he played in the 2009-2010 season. Um, oh. He only played 20 games that year. One assist, one point. He was a minus three with 20 penalty minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Are the penalty minutes down? I'm sure they're way down. Oh yeah, he. So oh wow. So I guess no. No. <laughs> No, he had 74 this past season. Wow. 97 th- th- uh, the year before. 97 penalty minutes had 80 points. A uh, year before that, he had 46. 
<laughs> in 53 games. The year before that, he had 82, and then 96 before then. <laughs> well, you think guys like Kachuk and Marchant, if they didn't play that feisty, how many points yeah. would they have? Right. You know? Right. They have to play with that edge. Yeah, I mean, well, he's captain now. You're not going to be one of you know, taking oh, really right. stupid penalties, but you know, I could see him getting scrappy penalties, like defending a teammate and stuff like that. But the the, the agitation, Marchant really can't be there now because they need him on the ice. They lost a lot, you know. And yeah, you gotta. I think he's gonna play with uh, Pasta, so his numbers will be good. I think. Yeah, he's that type of player, though. He's a really skilled guy. He just plays that agitator well he played that agitator role early in his career and it's kind of defined him even though that he's you know an, an elite an elite playmaker now he used to bite people kiss people lick people lick lick people <laughs> yeah. lick guys yeah i don't, you know what man when he was uh playing the canucks him and burroughs i hated both of them you know, oh, yeah. I just, I hated Alex Burroughs. I hate Burroughs more. Yeah, I did. NBX, so. When I just seen Boston just beating up on those guys, I, I was like, go Boston. You know, I, <laughs> frick Vancouver, you know, and then you yeah. got guys like Tim Thomas in net throwing hits at Sedin. <laughs> like, clean. Yeah. it was a clean hit too. He had possession of the puck. He puts him on his ass and Brad Marchant just uh, sticking his fingers by Burroughs' mouth. <laughs> Come on, bite yeah. me. Go ahead, do it. You know, it, it was awesome. I'm glad that they lost. Oh my gosh, man. You got anything else? No, man. I'm really excited, though. Uh, preseason's coming up. I Yep, I'm preseason not... is coming up. First Blackhawks uh, are... Action. Do you know, is he going to play in the first game, or are they going to have... They have um... to. They have to play him. I think yeah. they're going to do it. There's some games going on right now. Um, Toronto and Ottawa, I've watched a couple times. A couple ga- a couple minutes of it, I mean, and... Uh, yeah, I think Nylander's in that one. I, and Stutzla from uh, Ottawa. Stutzla. He's, he's got a goal, and I saw a stat on the top. The Senators were 27-1 and when he scored a goal. So, geez, wow. man, hopefully he puts in a lot because they're in a really good division. So, Yeah, no kidding. Well, all right, everybody, that's all that we got for you today. Catch us next week, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here.